Welcome. This is Karen Modakaitis, and you're listening to How She Really Does It, the place where inspiration and possibility meet. Hello, my friend. How are you doing today? <laughs> How am I doing today? Holy moly. I am doing pretty well. There's a lot going on, as there always is, because I choose that. So, latest happenings are my new favorite thing is this show that I stumbled upon Netflix. And I believe it's called Shine On. I'm becoming really deliberate even more so. I'm like kind of editing what it is that I'm willing to put into my brain to a higher degree. And especially at nighttime when my brain juice is really low and what I watch or what I read becomes really important before I go off to sleep. So the other night I was kind of looking and I didn't have a show to watch. And I was looking for something and I stumbled across and I did not want to read. I was like, I don't have the energy to read and focus, but I still wanted information and I wanted information and inspiration. And I really just wanted to get inside the mindsets of people. I just love that stuff, right? And how do people overcome obstacles? Hence, you know, the show, especially when I used to do an interview. And so I was looking for something and I stumbled upon this thing called Shine On. And I'm like, huh wonder what that is. And I almost discounted a bit. Granted, I took a look at it and Reese Witherspoon had this show, this interview series with, I believe it's like nine different women. They're one show at a time. They're like 20 minutes or 30 minutes where she interviews them and they're trailblazers. These are women, female trailblazers. And how do they overcome? Oh my gosh, totally my jam. I didn't have to do the interview and I got to just sit there and watch. And it was awesome. And I watched some of the shows. It was really great just to listen to them and how they overcame. And there's a story from Dolly Parton about with her with Elvis. And when Elvis said no, and I'll let you, I'll just tease that out there and you can go watch it. But like when Elvis said no, and 20 years later, how that was the best decision that she had made. Well, actually she said no to Elvis. He said no. And then she wound up saying no because he wanted one of her songs and how 20 years later it became the best decision she ever made. Go watch it. If you're looking for something that's empowering and it's about empowering women and it's about how did women rise up, especially when there's so many obstacles or there wasn't a path, right? I mean, these women were really trailblazers. Dolly Parton was a trailblazer. And the other thing I like about it is, you know, we talk a lot about the patriarchy and I talk a lot on this show more about cultural programming. One of the things that I really like about this show, and and I've heard Maria Shriver speak to this before too, is let's add more seats to the table because there are really good men on this planet. There are like my husband's one of them. I know lots of men that are really, it's like, let's come together. And I have a value of being inclusive, right? Bringing people together. And so that was one of the things that I appreciated with many of her guests was it was about like, let's add more seats to the table. Let's get rid of the scumbags. Absolutely. But let's add seats to the table. We want to have representation because the flip side of what I'm seeing is some of the fear that especially young men are having. There's not a place for me. So I really enjoyed it. I loved it. If you're looking for something that, you know, is short, that can give you some insight into people's stories. I love people's stories. I mean, I do. We know that, right? 
it was so much fun. And one of the things is that I used to talk about the intro of the show talked about this place being the windows of possibilities back when I used to do interviews. I invite you to look at this show, watch this show as a window of possibility. Look at it as if this is possible for them, what is possible for you? And really going from that kind of mindset, because now you're looking at curiosity instead of the skeptic, which I'm really good at being the skeptic of. Well, shoot, it's great for Dolly Parton and Reese Witherspoon and Abby Wambach, but that's not possible for me. Those are special people. I get it, but there are still nuggets. And what are the nuggets that you can take and apply to your life? And maybe it's just you know, like the story about Elvis and Dolly Parton, you just have to go watch it. Like, it's like, oh my gosh, you know, we think we have these falling down moments, these heart crunching moments, and it's only us. And it's not, we all have them. And then what do you do? And what may be an opportunity that may be a year, two years, 20 years down the road that we don't even understand because we're just seeing right now. And we kind of are in this transactional mindset. So really big on that show, Shine On. It's on Netflix. And it was so funny because I thought, I noticed it was 2018. I'm like, how did I miss this? How I, I can't believe I missed this, this thing. And I was like really perplexed. And when I went to go look this morning, preparing for the show and it had gone, her production company actually went to direct TV or someplace else. So it's eventually landed in Netflix. So, cause I was like, seriously, how did I miss this? Kind of a little bit judgmental, but I was a little perplexed. So that's what I love about these podcasts. Like I have over 600 shows, right? But you can still get to go listen to them and go hear what the guests that I had and the interviews that I did. And now the monologues that I do, like they are here for you. And I love that we can take content that's been made elsewhere and we can then go in, consume it. So, and then you want to go and apply it. You don't want to just be a consumer. It's great to consume, but then you want to implement. All right. My friend, next thing on the item, are we connected? Really? Are we connected? I know I get the privilege of being in your ear every week, maybe sometimes more. And I often get the messages of like, Corinne, you are my friend. I know all this about you. But sometimes you guys, I feel this is a bit one-sided of a relationship. And one of the things is that I really want to connect with you. I'm not joking. And I have a vision of like putting together some live events and doing some stuff with the community that we have at How She Really Does It. So there's going to be stuff rolling out in the future. But outside of like the clients that I get to work with, I don't get to know a lot of you. I mean, I'm always so appreciative of messages that you send, right? Of iTunes reviews that you send, but I want to get to know you. So do send those. Don't discount yourself and say, well, I'm just somebody from here and I don't really matter. You absolutely do matter. And then the other thing that's really important is how can we connect? So there's a couple ways. One, obviously we work together, but the other thing is if you are signed up to receive emails from me, we typically send out emails on Fridays, the Friday podcast, and then on Sunday, Sunday love. Anytime you hit reply back, eventually your message will get back to me. I do have to tell you, I do suck at email. I read stuff. I'm not so good at replying, but I do love your messages. And I have a shout out today to Kristen from Wisconsin. Corinne, words not able to express the gratitude for your continued sharing of your non-edited self. I am so glad I stumbled upon your podcast last spring. I did not know what I was looking for. However, I knew I needed something different as I was struggling mentally and it was affecting my health. Your podcast was a jumpstart to my current journey of healing and being myself. Why? 
because I am worthy to be me and be in my space in turn allows me the same opportunity guiding them to continue their own journey of being them. Sunshine and smiles from Wisconsin. I love how you say sunshine and smiles. I'm wondering if now if it is so sunshiny, but you did send me this like a week ago. So basically what I'm trying to say is I think about you a lot and I've always appreciated the short emails. There is short emails, right? Or the iTunes reviews where you come on and you share a part of your story or a part of how the show helps you or what you take away or what you like and don't like, because that really helps me as I go in and write letters, those Sunday love letters, or create the podcast here for you. Because I think about you and what is it that you're going through and what can I share with you to help you improve your life, right? So that this can be the place of windows of possibilities. What nuggets and insights can you take and then actually implement it in your life? So let's be connected and let's do that via email. And also there's a really powerful tool that's really popular that gets downloaded all the time. It's the mindset practice tool. I use it with my clients. It's powerful. It's life-changing. You have to do it though. You have to actually fill out the sheets and do it. (laughs) So I'm going to be having some more uh, masterclasses in the future to really teach you how to do it. So if you're like doing and go, Karen, I, I don't know how to do it. We'll be offering that. So, but again, all that information comes out via email. So make sure you're signed up to get that. And then you can always hit reply and say, wow, this was amazing. Or wait, hey, Corinne, this really sucked or was so off mark. It's all okay. Okay, my friend, we're going to talk about making mistakes. Stop worrying about making mistakes. Can we just do a mic drop and be done? Like just stop. Because what happens when we worry, right? What happens? Think about it. There's brain drama. Should I do it? Should I not do it? What will people think? Oh, people are going to think they're going to laugh at me. It's always huge. Being judged by people, being perceived by people is huge. When we worry about making mistakes, we're focused on the worst case scenario. You wind up focusing on all the things that are going to go wrong. And then guess what? When you focus on that, what do you think you create? Yes, the worst case scenario. You may go, no, no, Corinne, I'm really good at dress rehearsing tragedy. And then I just zoom and I get shit done. I get it. Which you're not realizing is that you are eventually transitioning. You're using your adrenaline for the worst case scenario. And then you're eventually transitioning to, I'm going to get this done. So you're actually transitioning to the better case scenario, or I'm not going to lose, or I'm not going to let somebody beat me down or whatever it may be. So there's a transition. But to think that it comes from worrying is not the case, right? So when we worry, there's all this drama, there's all this noise, and it's worry is a waste of time, right? Your time is valuable. You may not value it. You may not treat it as it's valuable, but time is valuable and it's our limited resource. We can't get more of it in the future. As each day passes, right, there's one last day in our life when we don't know when it's going to end. So we can create more time and more space to do things by not worrying. And here's the other thing. Worry doesn't get you the results you want. Remember, you may be saying, no, but Corinne, look at this. And I worried my way to my degree. I worried my way to my job. I worried my way to my marriage. I worried my way through raising kids. You did worry and then you changed it to determination, to confidence, to, you know, let me show you. (laughs) And that's how you got it done it took a lot of energy. It's always goes back to what's the cost to you to get it done. 
And then I have clients that say, but Corinne, worry keeps me prepared. Yes, because you're always prepared to like, okay, I'm not going to get blindsided, right? Well, here's the thing. Know that bad shit's going to happen. Just know that it's going to happen in your life and you can be prepared and still have stuff happen. The show that I did with Heather, one of my swimmers, and it was called Swimming and Cancer. We'll put a link in the show notes. She had cancer at the age of 27. And I'll never forget that Saturday morning when her dad gave me a call and said she had cancer. And I'm like, but wait, she's safe, right? She's in grad school at Yale. She's safe. And I give you this reason because I was totally blindsided. That was not something I was expecting. And what I was going to go around thinking all these people I care about potentially can get cancer and I should worry about that. No, that would be a waste of energy. And one of the things that I give you is that we are all resilient. We're more resilient than we know. You've used all that energy. I always worried like when something bad's going to happen, when something bad's going to happen. But then I'm not focusing on, but what if something great can happen? Or when the bad thing does happen, like in that case, how can I show up for this person that means so much in my life? How do I show up? How do I support her? How do I help support her family? And so, yes, you may think it's keeping you prepared, but really what's going on is it's exhausting you. So I invite you to stop exhausting and instead know that bad things can happen, but you want to have full capacity so that you are prepared for when those bad things happen. You want to think of it like this. If you're going on a long trip, you want to have as much, like for me, I want to have a full tank of gas. I don't want to go on a long trip and go, oh, well, especially in a remote area, I'll find a gas station maybe, maybe not. Like in Montana, no. I want want to make sure we have a full tank of gas before we leave because I don't know what the situation will be like. So when you do get blindsided, when the bad things do happen is a full tank of energy. And if you worry, you don't have that full tank of energy. So this idea that, oh, worrying keeps me prepared, it's actually draining you. So let's just get that really clear. It's draining you. And my friend, there really is a better way. There really is. So what you want to do is know that when you pursue any goal, when you're pursuing any result that you want to create, here's what I can guarantee. There's going to be obstacles. There's going to be mistakes. There's going to be falling down moments. And I've never lied to you about that. I've always never said, oh, it's sunshine and roses and unicorns. No, I've never said that. I'm like, look, there's going to be things. So know that you are going to make mistakes. And yes, we want to reduce the risk, but we also want to make sure we have the energy to figure it out. So stop worrying. It's draining. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to test this out for yourself. So you want you to grab a piece of paper and write down specifically what it is you want to create. Maybe you're going to go on a road trip. Maybe, you know, you have a goal for your job. Maybe you want to do something with your family, whatever it is, write it down. Then after that, write down your concerns for mistakes you might make. Notice I said concerns instead of worry. I don't want to like, we don't need to like worry about it, but like, okay, what's going to happen is you're going to establish the goal and then all the shit's going to come up. So after you do that, then write down, well, what's the worst thing that can happen? We are so good at believing 
are lies that we tell ourselves so honestly. We're like, oh, you know, this is absolutely going to happen. I'm going to lose everything and I'm going to live in a van down by the river, right? My family's going to implode. My kid's not going to be okay, right? All this stuff instead of like, okay, that could be the case, but what else is possible? And where do you want to focus on? Do you want to focus on creating what you don't want to have happen? Or do you want to focus on creating what you do want to have happen? So really check in what's the worst thing that can happen and then evaluate, is it really real? What's the reality of it actually happening? And then what are the things that you can do to minimize your risk? That part's really important. I say commit to the best case scenario and manage risk. And there's still going to be falling down moments. There's still going to be mistakes made, but how can you minimize them so they're the least amount of impact? So when you're making these decisions, worry can be beneficial, like about, oh, I'm going to make a mistake. Okay. If you can stay out of the drama of it and really turn it into concerns, like what would I be concerned about? They may help you go, oh, am I okay with this risk? Am I okay with this mistake? So it's so fun to like watch my brain. And when I was creating these workbooks for my be the leader of your life work group that we have going on and I was sending it to my assistant. And I kept having to remind myself like, it's okay. It's okay. If there's a mistake, this is the first draft, Corinne. It's okay. Right. Cause my brain be like that. And I'm like, it's okay. Cause I did not want to waste my units of energy on freaking out because it wasn't perfect on the first draft versus I wanted my focus to be on making sure I got the things, information that I wanted, the content in there that were going to help my clients. And then as we went through, we could revise. So I kept reminding myself, we're going to revise this. We're going to tweak it. We're going to make it better. This is just the first step. So what permission do you need to give yourself? Notice I gave myself permission. Like it's okay to make a mistake. We're going to circle back and revise. We're going to tweak it. We're going to continue to make it better. That is the steps, my friend. So get a piece of paper, write out your, what you want to create. What are the concerns you have for mistakes that you may make? What's the worst thing that can happen? Evaluate the reality of it. What are things that you can do to minimize mistakes? And here's something that's really important is when you do make a mistake, what do you make it mean? Like, you know, the spelling error, it's like, oh, I'm not so smart. Like really, I just don't, spelling is not a high value for me. It's just not like for some people it really is. It's not for me. And I've gotten lazy with it, especially with spell check. So it's not a high value. I do want things spelled correctly and I do have a certain standard, but it's not a big value for me. So I have to be careful if I make it mean that I'm not smart. It's not about that. It's that it's not as valuable to me. Okay. For you, you may be like, no, spelling is the thing right? Spelling. I love spelling. I only want to work with people that have amazing spelling. That is awesome. We're probably not a good fit. That's okay. So what do you make the mistakes mean? And then what permission do you need to give yourself? And remember, you get to give yourself permission because we're all adulting over here. We are adults. We are leaders of our lives. Now I want to talk about the value of mistakes because there is so much value in mistakes. Oftentimes we're afraid to make mistakes because what's like the worst case scenario? Like, oh, I'm going to make this mistake and it's going to be something I can't come back from. Now I'm not talking about like those. We don't want to do catastrophic mistakes. I'm talking about spelling in a workbook. I'm talking about maybe misspending some money. That's not going to hopefully put you down by the river. But I mean, we love those stories, right? Of somebody who's lost everything and then rebuilt. 
but I'm talking about, you know, then there's, there's the non-allowables, like nobody's allowed to drown, right? There are certain mistakes that you don't want to make that becomes your baseline. But when we do make mistakes, what's the value in them? We can think about like, okay, what can we do about it? Well, one, you get to learn from it, right? And here's the fact. This is really, really important. We learn more from our mistakes than from our successes. It's not interesting. Like I think about education. It's like, oh no, you must get the A. Don't make any mistakes because then that shows us how smart you are. It wouldn't be great if we had a test where it's like, here's what you know. And then afterwards, here's, here's your test the first time. And then here's your test the next time. And this is how much you've grown and learned. Because that's like when we make a mistake and we can learn from it versus have the shame that we made the mistake. Yes, I always go back to you. You absolutely want to manage risk, right? So that's really, really important because some mistakes do have some serious consequences. And what may be serious for one person may not be as serious for another person. So this is where it goes back to you being the leader of your life, you allowing yourself to have your values and your priorities because everybody's situations and circumstances is going to be different in that sense. So there's so much value in making mistakes because we can learn from it and it teaches us to be resilient and to be able to get back up when we fall down. Because if you don't ever make mistakes, if you weren't allowed to make mistakes, what's probably going to happen is you're going to be in that shame storm and you're going to want to hide away and you're going to want to hate on yourself, right? And this whole shame spiral. And instead, what we want to do is rise back up because that, my friend, is what leads to empowerment and confidence. It's like we get confidence, right? By overcoming and then telling ourselves like, look, I got this. I can figure this stuff out. It's not a problem. I've made mistakes before. I can make mistakes. I can learn. So we're going to make mistakes. We're going to, it's not that we're always confident because remember, there's always going to be a contrast in our lives and we're going to get to experience the really good things and the joy. And then we're going to experience the mistakes and the sadness and the frustration. And it's all okay. When you worry about making a mistake, what's in fact happening is you aren't committed to making it work. You are so focused on the past instead of looking at how to resolve the problems for the future. So stop worrying. It's draining you. Commit to the best case scenario and manage risk. Know what potential mistakes can mean. Have confidence in yourself when you do make a mistake. You can figure things out. And this doesn't mean have to be by yourself and rise back up, my friend. This time, smarter and stronger. Now go do it. Focus on what you want to create. You will make mistakes. Give yourself permission. Manage the risk. Learn, grow, and challenge yourself. So the end of the year has everybody thinking like, okay, and we've got 2020 coming up and I want to create a better life for myself and I want to overcome and I'm not quite sure how to do it, but if you're ready for coaching, go to the link in the show notes and apply for coaching. I have a couple spots open right now. I'm going to be filling up my roster for 2020. So go ahead and apply. If we're a good fit, you and I will jump on a call and make sure we're a good fit further and get really clear about what it is that you're looking to create and how I can support you. All right, my friend, until next time, I'm smiling big for you. Hey there. Before we go, I have a question for you. Have you subscribed to the show yet? This is an awesome opportunity for you 
to preserve your brain juice. I love the fact that I can subscribe to podcasts and television shows and they go straight to my iPhone or they go straight to my DVR and then I don't have to worry of, oh no, especially with television shows. Did I hit record? Is it going to be there? Or now do I have to watch it on demand and go through all the commercials? So go and hit the subscribe button. There's a link in the show notes and that will ensure you that you never miss a show and you can also save your brain juice for other things in your life. There's way more important things, but you and I will still be connected because the show will be waiting for you in your phone. Go to the link in the show notes, subscribe to the show so you can automatically get all the shows to your phone. On a lake, she is dreaming, she is drifting, never been so wild.